Old friends are like old memories. They always remind you of your past. And we are reminding ourselves of the past episodes from this week of Good Company for the best of Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about cubicles at restaurants. Now, originally being targeted for singles. So it's like a single restaurant cubicle. Uh, it's good for an individual if you want a little bit of privacy, more of an intimate setting. Uh, you don't have to feel like people are staring at you because you're by yourself. But if I reflect back to when I was single, this would not be the thing for me. I mean, I would be going out to see people. And how would I spot my future husband if I'm in a cubicle? As a mom? Yes. Sign me up. So, producer Mike, I know you're single mm-hmm. and ready to mingle. Just going to put that out there, ladies. Um, <laughs> Call now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. A cubicle. When you're going to a restaurant, does that sound like a selling feature or a disaster? It sounds weird. Yeah. Like somebody's, uh, some introvert out there thought it was a great idea, but... Maybe just order in if you're that introverted, you know? <laughs> it's nice to go out and see people. And, and I always like that about going to a restaurant, even if I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Just talking with somebody. How would you wave down the waitress in, in a cubicle? Yeah, well, kind You'd of have a little flag that pops up over the top. I'm going to show you a picture. Okay. So it kind of looks like a library. Right. With like the individual stalls. Huh. But I mean, you can go to a coffee place and sit by yourself. You don't need partitions. Yeah, that's right. Everybody can see what you're typing on your laptop. It's, okay, maybe there's a reason for that at there coffee shops. Maybe we should do this at coffee shops, but not at restaurants. Yeah, maybe. Because you're not really eating and typing. No, who's bringing their laptop to the restaurant? He spills some ramen noodles on <laughs> your, your keyboard. Laptop. So you are for this, I can tell. In certain circumstances, I guess I am, yeah. But you're not really. I wouldn't use one, no. No, of course you wouldn't. You're a people watcher if I've ever met one. (laughs) How'd you know? (laughs) Oh, I've been caught a few times, yeah. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking cars today as the average age of the vehicles out there on city streets in the U.S., 12.15 so my car, a little younger than that. We still got some time, but we have definitely had to go in for repairs over the past six months since we got our new-to-us vehicle, which feels a little frustrating. But I guess that's about the point that vehicles do break down. A lot of people doing some patch repairs, doing the best they can, getting the long list of their me- from their mechanics saying, oh, these are all the things you have to pick uh, from. Which ones are you going to choose to fix today until you can save it more money? So definitely a different day and age. A producer Mike. Uh, vehicles. I've been asking the question about the longest time you've had one vehicle. Hmm. Trying to think. Uh, I think it was my Subaru. I had that for six or seven years, but that was a 12 year old car by the time I got rid of it. Okay. So it was a, so that was pretty much statistic. Yeah. I, I reached the average. Yeah. I guess I can't be too upset about that, even if it did die rather unceremoniously (laughs) (laughs) as they usually do yeah and you're like do i just sell it for parts or do i just sit here and cry that's what i ended up doing i sold it for three hundred dollars wow yeah you can't even like what what do you get with three (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars i can't even buy tires for it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that would be like a wiper yeah yeah set of wipers yeah uh, good to go yeah oh man times have totally changed hey so do you prefer the older vehicles or newer vehicles? The ones you can tinker with or the microchips? 
I'm old school. I I used to work on race cars, on stock cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are really simple cars. I mean, it's a it's an engine. Yeah. And a starter button. Yeah. <laughs> There's a button for the fuel pump. <laughs> like it is very rudimentary. So I like cars that are simple. Yeah. They're just more fun, and it it makes you feel like you're driving. Yeah. Um. With all the computer chips and and the drive-by wire, where like your steering is an input with hydraulics anymore. It's, yeah, it's done with like electric motors and things. It just you lose the feel for the road. You really it takes do. something out of driving. Yeah, suddenly it's just transportation. It's not a fun activity. Yeah, yeah, and there is something fun about driving, right? Yeah. Maybe not when you're stuck on the highway. <laughs> I see you out there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, cool. So here we go. Producer Mike liking the older vehicles, and uh, he's had a vehicle. That was 12 and a half years before it passed. R.I.P. Did it have a name? (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Roo. Scooby-Roo the Subaru. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right, feel free to text in 905-338-1250. We're talking about the oldest, um, or rather the longest amount of time you've had for a vehicle. A quick text message here from Laura. She said that they had their old faithful, a uh, a minivan. Uh, They had it for 10 years. Not bad. Not bad at all. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about lost things found. Uh, maybe you've got a fun story. It wasn't fun at the time, of course, but in hindsight, you think, oh, how could I have done that? Uh, I got a message here. This is from Rita. She said that she was packed up her groceries, put them in the bags at the grocery store, and then went to her car and couldn't find her keys. Turns out she had put them inside one of the bags while packing the groceries. I, I think, Rita, that would be an easy thing to do, especially if you've got a lot of things in your hands, you got your keys, they might have fallen in. At least you found them and you were able to make it home before the ice cream melted, right? Uh, any more text messages, Producer Mike? Yeah, we've got one here from Harold. He says, uh, got home on Sunday, realized his pocket felt a little light. He left his wallet at church. Uh, Ran back. It was still sitting there on the pew. He trusts his church community. <laughs> you got to. I think if you're going to lose something. Church is a good place yeah, to lose it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've got lost keys found in our grocery bags. We've got wallets left in pews. What about you? You can always text in or call. Ooh, the text messages are coming in. The things that you're thinking about. Hmm. I could sell this. Oh, I don't use that pot anymore. I'm Holly Taylor here for Joy Radio, wherever you are. And we're talking about this stat that said a lot of us might fall under the category of pack rat. (laughs) And around your home, there may be $1,000 worth of things at any given time that you could sell and make a little cash. I know for me, my garage is probably full of stuff. I mean, we've got kids' clothes for my daughters were uh, five or six that I need to get rid of. And uh, you know, you can get about 50 to 100 bucks per bin, depending on how good of condition the clothes are. Although the older my daughters get, the more challenging it is to uh, sell some of those items. They, they play pretty hard, yeah. A lot of the clothes end up just becoming, I will say, downcycled into rags. Producer Mike, I'm gonna throw you on the mic today. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you agree or disagree? Do you think there's about $1,000 worth of things in your home that you could sell? I don't know about my home. I live by myself, right? But okay. I can see a family with a couple of kids, mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you collect over the years that you could definitely get rid of. How many people have that old TV just sitting in your basement? <laughs> right. You know, you're never watching <laughs> it, but it's still there. I mean, yeah. stuff like that. 
Or the treadmills, the um, recreational <laughs> equipment that just becomes laundry hangers. Yeah, how many of us bought a treadmill or some sort of exercise equipment over the last three years? And yes. Where is it now? <laughs> yeah, it's become a really great clothes drying rack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or let's do a text message. This is from Karen. She says, I can believe that. I have a lot of things. Also, uh, cleaning up my mom's house now that she is getting ready to head into a senior's home, we found a lot of things that we can sell. We may have a garage sale this summer. I love garage sales. Let me know where it is. There's just something rummaging through people's stuff <laughs> without going into their home. That just sounds terrible. I retract that statement because I'm getting a look from producer Mike. But uh, do you think there's $1,000 worth of stuff in your home that you could sell today? It looks like most of you so far are saying absolutely. Lots of ways for you to join me here on Good Company, whether it be streaming at joyradio.ca through your My Joy Radio app. For your smartphone or through a smart speaker and of course through your radio speakers tuning into us am dial going to 1250 i'm holly taylor and this is an incredible story about tristan he's 17 years old uh, he's a high school student from arizona and he's getting ready to graduate from high school uh, homeschooled doing very well and in fact at the tender age of well, i don't know he was in grade six and uh, he was really interested in other things like AI, computer science, mathematics. And so he started to take college-level classes. And so now not only is he graduating from grade 12 at the age of 17, he's also graduating with not one, not two, three associate degrees in all of those three areas, artificial intelligence, computer science, and math. What? Oh my goodness, he would do his regular schooling by day and then take online classes or even go to some of the universities in his area and take the other classes. Wow. Um, it kind of makes me wonder, what have I done with my life? <laughs> Regardless, we can't compare. I love that he's passionate about science and math and AI. And hopefully, uh, with all the brains in between his ears, he'll be able to do something positive to impact those in his community and possibly around the world.